This week on Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about the REMAX settlement, and I try not to gloat too much. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective, with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another phenomenal episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, The Notorious Rob. As always, the fabulous Greg Robertson, everybody. Woo! I, I almost Rob. wanted to call this the gloating edition because I think you're going to engage in a fair amount of it. Wah? Uh, <laughs> Wah? <laughs> Gloat? <laughs> oh, I'm not that crass, Rob. I'm not that crass. Uh, but uh, so clearly, I think we're going to talk about this Remax settlement and how that changes things if it does. You know, and uh, as you know, I saw, I wrote about that. I was like, you know, yeah, gotta, gotta, but you know, so we'll, let's get into it. I, I yeah. know you want to, uh, to take your victory lap. So go ahead and, and take it. Okay. Well, you know, I, and we'll no, go from I there. mean, it's, it's not over with yet, but we'll see. But while you're taking it, you might inform anybody who doesn't know what the actual thing was. No, I think, you know, there's been a lot in the industry um, that, have, you know, this has been a doomsday scenario and this, this case is going to, you know, it's a, a ten on a it's a, a twelve on a scale of one to ten, and it's just going to completely you know there's billions of dollars at stake. You've said that these attorneys will bankrupt and sell off the assets to get as much money as they can. Um, since then, anywhere has settled. Yep. Um, you thought that that might be just a way of funding the lawsuit kind of thing. Um, yep. uh, MLS Pen had settled and. They rejiggered their um, kind of uh, piece of the pie to whoever. I mean, it's still obviously heavily bent on the lawyers. But also, and I've been saying, you know, no, this is all going to be settled by the end of, you know, before trial or somewhere closely after that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I got to be, you know, credit to where credit is due. I mean, uh, I have a lot of conversations with people. You have a lot of conversations with people. So I, right. I would give credit here. A little to a little bit to, uh, or more than a little bit to Ed Zorn over at CRMLS. He's the uh, general counsel over there, so um, yep. he's been, you know, he's been one of the people I've been talking to. One of the people, I think he actually used to be a former uh, 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 mediator, right? So, um, but no, I mean, with this Remax thing, it really does, it really does look like this is kind of like a money grab. Like I, I kind of, they're just going to go for the least amount of effort for the most amount of money. Right. Um, so far in Remax's case, you know, you had said that it's probably going to be for the first people, they're going to get the best deal. The second people, they're going to get the worst deal. But, you know, I think these guys are being pretty pragmatic. They just went to basically look at Remax's balance sheet and says, okay, we'll take half. Seems that way. Or cash. Right. We'll take or half cash. cash. Yeah. yeah. And half their cash. Correct. So, um, you know, I think better, you know, we'll see what happens with BHH, BHHS. We'll see what happens with, I'm really interested about Keller Williams because they're a private sure. company. Sure. And I guess both are, but um, is Berkshire Hathaway? I think they're, well, no, they're, I they're, think they use the branding of Berkshire Hathaway, but they're not part of the Berkshire Hathaway or, or are they? They are. I mean, they're owned okay. by Mid-American Energy or something. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, subsidiary that's right. of a subsidiary of Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out, but, um, I'm just, you know, basically counting the days till this is done now. And here's why, right? So um, I wrote this in a comment, but 
what makes sense to me now is for NAR, at least, you know, for NAR to settle. Number one, it's like, as you've been writing and saying, this is pretty cheap, right? When we're talking about 190 billion or whatever the numbers were, these kind of settlement um, offers are, are, are pretty cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, and these are big operators anywhere, you know, part Realogy. If you go all the way back, these guys have been in this real estate franchise space for a lot. They operate, you know, uh, brokerages through their Cobalt Banker brand. These are smart people. And these guys have said, you know what? Even with this money gone, but more importantly, the changes that you're that have to be made here, um, we don't think it's going to be a material impact to our business. Now, that's a, I think that's very interesting to to think about. These operators in real estate, and we've been talking about like buyers' compensation and everything for a while. They don't think the changes that are coming are going to make a material impact to their business. That's I think something that's not. That's what they've been saying. Right. That's two people, two entities so far that's been saying that. Okay. I think that's a misinterpretation, but go ahead. Go okay. ahead, finish. Third thing is that um, there's no admission of guilt. Right. So they're not right, having to say we did anything wrong or this was an uh, uh, antitrust issue, um, anything like that. Right. So having those three things said, What's any, I mean, come on. I mean, let's, NAR's got a lot to worry about, right? Right. They got their own house that's a little bit in disorder. Um, they need probably, the team that's working on all the shit that's working on now that's not related to this needs to be on another thing, right? You know, it's like a, they got two front war going on right now. Um, I think it's just smart for KW and, and BHHS and NAR to like, Put this behind them and 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 work towards a path going forward. Okay. So here's here's where I'll I'll start. Uh, as I as I wrote in my post, as you and I talk about a lot, you know, I have uh, very strong opinions, weekly held. Right. So on uh, when you see new evidence, you know, when new facts come out, you got to change your mind, right? I, you have to at least reexamine things. So what I wrote is. I mean, I always figured this was a money grab, right? What I figured, though, was that these big-time lawyers who are really well-funded would try and go for the most money. The REMAX amount, $55 million, like, for real? Like, it makes me think, maybe they don't care about the amount as much. Right? Maybe they're just all about get the easy money. You know, like, like to me, that's the big change, you know? and I, And I guess we'll see what the... Uh, what the uh, home services and Keller Williams, what those settlement amounts are. Because if those are tiny as well, if there's like less than 1% of potential damages, then then yeah, these guys are just going for easy, easy and quick as opposed to most money, right? So then it is what it is, right? Uh, like I'm not those lawyers, you know, I have no way of knowing, right? Um, having said that, there's we still don't know what the terms are. Right. So I just want to point that like we don't we don't actually know what the settlement agreement says. Right. It's so not approved either. What's that? It's not approved either by the judges. It's yet, not so. approved either, but we don't even know what the agreement what they came to agreement was. They haven't filed it yet, or if they have filed it, it has been made public, right? I'm hearing that we might actually get to see that, like they'll make the filing public, like first week in October. So next week, right? No, the week after next. But you know what I mean? Like 
So let's just put that out there that we're speculating because we don't know what they've actually agreed to. All right. Having said that, there are still things that we can discuss, we can talk about. The first one is, like I said, I think it's a mistake to read too much into this. Meaning, I don't think either Realogy or Remax in their you know sort of public release about this, I don't think they said it's not a big deal. This is a non-material change if there are changes to compensation. Right? I think that's a misinterpretation. I think the proper interpretation is that as part of the settlement agreement that they had to agree to changes in their internal business practices. And those changes are not material, right? So here's here's why I say that. And okay, I got so that's, asked that's, this, a, that's splitting some hairs there a little it's bit. It's splitting right? some hair, but it's an important one because I do get asked this and I see enough comments like on social media where your average agent, the average broker are just like, they're, they're ill-informed. So let's actually try and be specific about this. Because I got asked this by like investment analysts too. And I'm like, look, Realogy and Remax have no ability to make any sort of compromises on compensation rules. This is different than what MLS PIN settled, right? In the NOSLA case, MLS PIN, like they control the compensation rules because they're the MLS. Realogy is not the MLS. Remax is not the MLS. So they can't settle with these lawyers saying, hey, we're no longer going to require compensation. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't, those aren't, that's not your domain. That's not, those aren't your rules, right? That's NAR, right? So when you think about it, then what are these business practices that the brokerages, that the franchisors could agree to, right? And I think there are only two that I can think of, right? Maybe there's a third. You know, it depends on, I don't know what their franchise rules say. The two I think are, one is they're probably going to no longer require that their franchisees or agents be realtors, yeah, I think that was actually in the Imman article. They mentioned something about that. Uh, it's not in the Remax one. It's it was not public in anything. I have to speculate because we don't know. But and I speculated because I'm like, look, if you read through the complaint, if you read through like the the previous motions, right? The reason why Remax, Realogy, Home Services, and Kel Williams are defendants at all is that they're part of this scheme. Right, that's the whole idea, right? There's a scheme to drive commissions high, and their part in that scheme is requiring their agents be realtors, right? Which then means that their agents and their brokers are not part of that whole, you know, buyer broker rule, which we know is not a single rule. It's like this web of rules, right? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think that's the critical change. There's probably a change that says something about. We're going to change our training materials, right? Because Kelly Williams' training materials was a big part. It was part of the evidence that the plaintiff's lawyers brought up. Remax too, you know, this whole like, hey, Mr. Owner, you could – I'm only charging 2%, but, you know, if you don't pay the other guy, they're not going to show your house, right? So they're probably going to change the training materials. Yeah, I, I, think that's a, I think that's obvious. Right. So those two are not material, right, to those companies, but the important part is that neither company is agreeing to anything to do with compensation because they don't control those rules. Do you know what I mean? Right. Now, we'll know more when the settlement agreement does get revealed. Um, but I think that – so that's that's the first thing. Um, the second thing, of course, is 
say they're just going for the easy money, right? Because that's where the speculation comes in, I think. And I suppose we're going to record another one of these once we have more details. We might do another one when the court finally rules. <laughs> you know, even with this, even with this new information, I still think it's going to be too hard for NAR to settle. I still don't see NAR settling, right? And again, I could be shit. You know, I could be wrong. I was obviously wrong about the Remax thing, right? Um, and I think but I mean, that- imagine that. Imagine the attorneys for these other four organizations have vetted, looked at all the evidence, looked at everything they could, and granted, I mean, maybe the stakes are a little bit bigger for NAR, right? Because they actually control these rules in a sense. But if they roll the dice and they go and go to trial and they lose, everybody's going to be like, "What the fuck?" Right. I mean, you know, all these other companies settled. They looked at all the evidence. You you know, what made you so special that you didn't think it, mm-hmm. that mattered to you? Right. Uh, it's just a it's a real big risk, I think. Of course it is. I What I'm saying is I don't think NAR could settle this. And this is a part that I don't I need to really understand. It's too bad we're not going to get the lawyers on this podcast to explain it to us. Right. But. That reference in the Remax settlement about similar nationwide lawsuits, you know that language? Like this resolves yeah. the issues in these lawsuits and similar. And I'm like, what's what's similar? Right? Because again, I've been talking like you you can't settle claims of people you don't represent. Yeah, somehow it's gotta be expanded and I don't somehow. know the machina- machinations of of the legal way of kind of doing that, right? Correct. So my understanding is that there are only two ways, really. One is the plaintiffs have to then say, hey, you know what? We're going to expand the class of plaintiffs, right? So now we're going to sue everybody on behalf of all home sellers through the all 50 states, you know what I mean? Like the entire country. Or I guess there's a way of doing that as a, quote, settlement class. So the idea being like, Okay, right now our class is 40% of the country, but we're going to create this notion of a settlement class that covers the whole country for the purpose of settlement, right? Yeah. I'm just saying there's a Supreme Court case on that that says you can't – like there are all these various rules you have to follow in order to do that. And I don't know if that's going to be the case in this. And this is where I – I'm not a litigator. I don't do class action lawsuits, you know? Um, I just don't think, I think I agree with you a little bit. I don't know if it's up, if, if NAR would do this unless they knew they're going to squat this bug. Right. Correct. And it's you not going to come you can't back just, again. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't so think NAR I think, can settle this for 40% of the country. And then what about the other 60%? Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, why, but yeah. yeah, I don't, I mean, again, it would be great to have a class action attorney or somebody we could talk to that would, I have to assume there's some machination, legal machination that can do that. But I mean, and and you're saying there's some tep steps to be followed, but yeah. they want to make sure their their I's are dotted and their T's are crossed on all Correct. that stuff, right? For sure. Correct. And so part of this could be that Remax and Realogy, when they settled, they're saying, okay, fine, we'll just, we can settle at least forty percent, right? If the other six percent, we'll deal with it then. You know. I mean, that's possible, So, which is why they're like, look, we can pay you half of our cash balance right? because we need the other half for the other shoe to drop. So let me, let me ask you this. For NAR, 
Um, and again, you know, you're, you're the attorney, but if anywhere settles, Remax settles and better homes and gardens settle or not better homes, gardens, but BHSS settles. And then, um, KW. Uh, KW settles. I mean, that's a big swath of NAR's membership. Mm-hmm. In in that case, can 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 NAR, you know, argue that? Well, you've already settled with all these guys. That represents twenty percent of my membership. So, why am I going to double pay? Yeah, right. That's, that's so, possible. So, in a sense, by going last. Uh, it's like, well, you know, we're not talking about 1.6 million realtors now, right? We're talking about 1.2 or one or whatever it is, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, that's okay. possible. The issue there, though, is the co-conspirators to date in both include every MLS, right? Include the local realtor associations. Well, I, 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 I get that. But I mean, I guess I'm suspending disbelief and saying maybe there will be a, a legal mechanization to kind of like – what did you say? Expand the class yeah, and then have yeah, everybody yeah. covered, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you expand the plaintiff's class and then NAR could settle with that expanded national plaintiff's class on behalf of all realtors, like that would be the mechanic, the mechanism. Right? right. And I thought, yeah, you could, <clears throat> you know, um, it's just, it's going to be expensive, but maybe not. And that's, that's the change, right? For me, I was yeah. like, okay, look, the if I'm these lawyers, the- like I have a lottery ticket, you know, I've got a lottery ticket that says, you know, whatever, $400 billion. How much of that am I willing to, you know, to throw away? Right. Cause right. yeah, I'm not, I know I'm not going to get $400 billion. Right. Like I yeah. know that. Okay. Well, so how many pennies on the dollar based on the religion and Remax, the answer seems to be like less than 1%, like right. less than, right. And if that's the case, then yeah, I suppose, you know, it's a settlement would be, Three billion, four billion, right? That like the industry can cope with that. Right? Yeah, I think it's pro- probably gonna be closer to like all in two billion, two three. That's million. what Ed, that's what Ed Zorn's been saying for yeah. a long time. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, like I said, for me, I always thought these lawyers would want the most money, right? Yeah, and I guess but they, they do, but they they want the effort though. They don't want to go through the effort of receivership or shutting down and. You know, selling the assets and that. But, dude, even if it's not, what's shocking about it is with the REMAX settlement, right? And this is what shocked me. I'm like, I got you over a barrel, REMAX, right? Nothing stops me from saying, you know what? It's going to be $150 million over three years. But they didn't go for that, right? Because REMAX like, yeah, you don't have to take that offer. You don't have to settle REMAX, but we'll see you at trial. And, and, you know, this guy, the attorney spokesman for the plaintiffs is yeah. like Catch very one. like, yeah. you know, like he's just saying it's time for NAR. He's really pushing like everybody. He's hard selling this fucking settlement, like settle now. It's pretty obvious. And um, and that doesn't sound like a guy who's got one to extract as much as money. He wants he wants right. to get this. It's you know, what it, it feels like it feels like that it's the end of the quarter. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, yep. I haven't made my quota yet. And I'm just freaking, <laughs> and hey, been there, done that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, it's a I'm big sale. I can. It's, yeah. you know, to get this sense of urgency, um, to, to close these things. Right. Um, it's it, it really does sale. feel like that. Yeah. It's no, that's, I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I, I guess that's, that's where my assumption, if you will, what was off. 
I figured, you know, these guys are well-funded, right? So this yeah. is a matter of we have to settle or we can't pursue this anymore. You yeah. just reached a settlement with, with uh, Realogy for $83 million. That's plenty of money. You keep this going forever. Under that, like, wouldn't the logical business thing to be, okay, cool, let's extract the most money we can. And I'm like, apparently not. <laughs> right? Yeah. Apparently, no, no, no. Forget extract the most. Let's just get the fastest. Right. It's well, not I mean, like realtors, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they you know, go, the listing yeah. agents, right? It's like, hey, do we do we try and get the most money for my client? Or do we just take the offer in front of them because it's good enough and, you know, yeah. get the, the fastest. You know what? I'll throw in a half percent. Let's just get this done. Like, and they yeah. have no idea what that really means. You know, <laughs> it means I mean, it's nothing like, for the realtor. Right. But, you know, you know, yeah. And this was, uh, anyway, so I th- that's the piece where I was just like, maybe I was wrong. Right. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong. You know, so that said, there are a couple of things that I think we should also, since we're all speculating, right? Like, let's make a couple of things clear. Number one, even if you settle with these these two law firms, right, and even if there's an expansion of the class, Department of Justice is not party to any of these settlements. So you're right. not out of the woods. Right. Right. But I mean, this is, this would be, come on, this, if this gets settled, this is going to be significant, right? I mean, this has been the bane of, what do you mean? Why? This is all we've been fucking talking about. Anybody's been talking about for, for a long time now is this, this specter of this, you know, over everybody's heads and the MLSs that are involved in the, and the, and the brands and everything else. I mean, um, this is going to be a, a huge, and let's say that, out of this, I mean, we, as you said, we haven't seen the settlements. We don't know. We don't Maybe know. they're going to be more related to training materials and, and la-da-da. But this is already affecting the industry, right? It, it started with Northwest MLS. Well, it started with, really, if you think back, like with Redfin displaying the buyer's compensation percentage, right? And then other MLSs and portals taking on. Then Northwest MLS with their new agreements, you know, and their new uh, of that yeah. type of stuff. Bright. I think basically breaking bright MLS, breaking the barrier of uh, realtor associated MLS is saying, no, we're going to, we're going to make it zero. Right. And then, you know, what I was, you know, somebody had sent me some stuff over that like any, I was like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, that's no offers. Yeah. That's uh, that's an offer. Offering nothing is an offer. Yeah. Right. And it's just really kind of revising, you know, history. Right. Correct. The hypocrisy is like, oh no, that's always been the yeah, case. Yeah, it's what always been the about? case. Yeah, two years ago there was a letter like you're not allowed to do that. You know, it's yeah. like, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I read that. I was like, is this sarcasm? I mean, I don't, I don't know what the hell it is, right? Um, but you know, hey, Katie, do Katie, right? So that's that's fine with her. Um, so I mean, there has been changes, and there is going to be, I think, more changes because of this, and maybe that gets us out of the woods. Um, and maybe, and, you know, maybe a more maybe. conservative administration comes in and, and that kind of quells about, but I mean, I think, I think if you settle these lawsuits and we continue down to make these kind of different changes and already NAR had done all the things that they promised to do in the letter that DOJ sure. ripped up, sure. it's going to be pretty egregious for the Department of Justice, I mean, you know, they can do whatever they want. You're right. FTC, they can do whatever they want. But, you know, this could buy us another 10, 15 years 
if it's done correctly of, of, you know, getting out of, uh, getting out of this, this uh, hole we've been in the specter that we've, we've been sure. under. Sure. I, anything could happen. All I want to point out was people are like, Oh, if we settlement, it's over. Not really. Because like I said, the department of justice is not party to these settlements. Yeah. That's I, I'm going to take an, I'm, and you're right, but I'm going to say an optimistic thing is like, I think it's like, you know, where we're way in a better way, way better situation than we were uh, with, with them being out there. Do you think so? So let's talk I just about, explain why I think so. No, no, yeah. let's talk about one aspect of it. So let's just assume the super optimistic scenario comes to be, right? Can we, so for the sake of discussion, you know, do you think that the MLS pin settlement, right? The North says a 0% offer, like that's totally fine. Do you think that's where we end up? In an optimistic scenario. Oh, where where offer of compensation goes to zero? Right. Absolutely. That, but it's optional and negotiable. Because that was the yes. key thing with MLS pin, right? And I remember, and I wrote about it, I was like, wow, this is MLS pin got away with murder, basically. Well, right. I think I think that's where you, you want to go optional and, and negotiable. Right. So right? that would but be I mean, the, that would be the optimistic outcome, right? Well that would Instead yes. of you're yes, not allowed, you're right. Yes, you're yes. Not allowed no, I, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I'm just taking like the optimistic. No, no, no. Outcome. I'm, I'm with All you. Right. I'm with you. So let's say somehow NAR, you know, whatever. There's this expansion of classes. Blah blah blah. Two billion dollars. We're gonna make compensation optional and negotiable, just like MLS pin, just like Northwest MLS. Okay. Let's just have that be the outcome, right? The Department of Justice is out of it. You know, uh, FTC hasn't acted. So you know what? Let's. Like that's resolved as well. Okay. So let's talk about this new future. I've taken the position that actually that's worse than today for just about everybody involved. And I want to kind of get your take on that piece. Right. So again, we're assuming an MLS pin type. It's optional. It's negotiable. Right. Um, and then the seller is going to be paying the buyer's agent as part of the purchase agreement. Right. You know, that, that whole thing. Okay. The reason why I think that actually ends up worse is I think what that does then is it increases the amount of steering that happens. It actually encourages steering and it actually ends up in creating a whole bunch of like private networks and what I call cool kids, cool kids clubs. Right. And I've had people tell me, no, nah, that's not going to happen. That's not but like, okay, maybe. So I want your take on this. So yeah. You, so yeah. Go ahead. So, no, so I'm going to explain the mechanics first. So you could tell me where, you know, if you see, it, if you don't see it, because the mechanics it, under that optional thing that it, my mind immediately went to is as the listing agent, then it is to my advantage to go to my seller and say, we're going to offer zero. Like we are never going to offer compensation. Okay. Because it does two things. Number one, it makes my services cheaper, right? In other words, like, Hey, the guy from Coldwell Banker is going to charge you 6%. I'm only charging you three, right? But then I go to all my friends. I go to my office. I go to my company say, hey, I know it says zero in the MLS, but you know what? Bring me a buyer. Don't worry. I'll hook you up. I'll convince my seller to pay you. Because I, I think that, that, okay, right? all right. I think okay. that's the, that's the, so it's like just human nature, right? I think that's how it's going to play out. Which then leads to even more steering because buyer agents will be like, okay, it says zero. What are you really going to offer me? Right. Oh, you're only going to offer 2%? Screw that. I'm, I'm telling my buyer to go somewhere else. 
right? And I'm like, this optional and negotiable, the negotiable part especially, makes it where like you're essentially telling buyer agents to steer your clients away if you're not getting the type of negotiated composition you want. Right. Plus, like I said, it creates this real incentive to create private networks, you know, uh, brokerages, you know, doing alliance with one another. Like, so, you know, cold open, but hey, Keller Williams agent, sure, we'll pay you. Actually, a better example, because we know that Keller Williams and EXP are in a war with each other. Right. So Keller Williams be like, hey, you know what? If it's a uh, Realogy, if it's, uh, you know, Remax, no problem. You know, make sure you negotiate compensation for those agents. EXP agent, hail to the no. We never offer, we're never going to allow EXP agent to get paid by one of our listings, one of our sellers, right? It's human nature, man. Like, I feel like that's going to happen. Reaction, please. What do you think? Right. So we talked about this before. Um, even like in, in the case of Northwest MLS or other ones, when you put in there, in the listing agreement, you have the, the seller's agent has to tell the seller, Okay, you have to fill out this. What what do you want to offer for compensation? Right. That to me is like, <laughs> it's a you know as far as the steering thing is, it's like what does the seller say or the the, the seller's agent say? It's like it if they say, well, we got to you know if you don't offer anything, other agents, yeah, I'm, you know, a lot of people aren't going to show your house, and that's yeah. like that's a bad vibe in a way, right? That's I mean, what's been going on for fifty years. Right. So, so I, I, I agree. Um, and how do you put them all the time? How do you put this all the time? It's these second order consequences, yeah. right? So, yeah. so I think like anything else, we all think that, you know, uh, this is going to solve things, but this is just like any other solution that would come up. It's going to have other problems, right? Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever going to, you know, say that this or even in other situations, every solution always brings up other things we didn't think about. And the industry is going to have to deal with that, right? Um, I'm saying this particular MLS pin outcome, this optional and negotiable actually makes things worse. Yeah. It I just makes things worse. Yeah. I just, I just think that just like a Northwest MLS, they're going to make these kind of changes and everything, but it's not going to be the inertia around how things are done are, are is so Strong, it's absolutely. So, Inertia is it, strong, and I, I, it's so strong is, that it's not yeah. going to make that material of a difference Dude, um, at all. My point is, I think the reason why Northwest MLS we haven't seen this huge change is because inertia is so strong. Yeah. But thing about inertia is that only strong until somebody shows, oh shit, right? You make more money. I'll give you the example for this. Uh, off, uh, coming soon. Back in 2016, you know, 2017 timeframe, right? Like coming soon was always a thing, if you remember, right? Because, you know, you did have all these like celebrities and, you know, certain individuals like, hey, I really don't want to be public, right? You know, I have some real reasons why I don't want anybody knowing that I'm selling my house, right? So keep it private, keep it like do a coming soon, whatever, right? And then let's see what kind of thing we get. And if we get an offer that we're good enough, then we're just going to sell. Because again, unique situation, right? And then, so that the inertia though was like, yeah, I got a listing, of course I'm going to list it. I got a listing, of course I'm put in the MLS, right? Until certain in the agents, certain brokers figured out, you know what? I actually make more money if I do this like exclusive inventory coming soon strategy. 
And then it went like wildfire, right? And then MLS like, oh, crap, 40% of our listings have zero days on market because they're all being sold before they hit the MLS. Hey, NAR, you know what we need? We need a clear cooperation policy. Like that's how this happened. I'm saying fine. So just look at human nature. You've just said we're going to do optional and negotiable. Inertia right now, be like, okay, cool. Hey, seller, you need to offer 2.5%. You need to offer 200%. I'm just saying human nature, business strategy dictates you go, actually, seller, I'm way cheaper. We're not going to offer anything because we don't have to. The rules have changed. But for the right type of buyer, we may have to negotiate that as part of the agreement. But don't you worry, Mr. Homeowner. I got you covered. right? I will negotiate to make sure we're getting the best possible deal. And then I go to all my friends like, hey, buddy, bring me a buyer. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, yeah. But, oh, Redfin agent? Screw them. You get, hey, have your own, own client pay you. Right? I don't ESP, know. I mean, have your own client pay you. We know yeah. this is going to happen. Yeah, right? but I mean, again, I just don't, I can't see how, and, and, and this will be really shady if, if I'm, if I'm selling my house and like, well, and I'm saying, well, we got any offers. Well, yeah, I, I'm just not taking them. What are the offers? Well, one's from a Redfin agent. I'm not taking any offers from Redfin agents. They're going to go, what? Dude, come on. So no they're, they're going to hide that. the fact where their, their offers are coming from. No one's going to say that. What are they going to say? They're going to say, oh, here's, here's some offers. Because, you know, as a listing agent, you're, of course, you're going to present the offers. But, I mean, if there's an offer higher from Redfin yeah. than another agent, they're going to yeah, take they, that offer. Absolutely. Take the offer. So what are you saying that they're not going to take an offer from a, a, no, no, a broker no, they don't like? And Redfin, cool. Uh, make sure your buyer pays you. We're not paying you. Do you see right. what I mean? Right. And it's like, well, I need to negotiate compensation. Then, I, hey, listen, uh, this is – yeah, if you still end up with the best possible offer and you negotiate your compensation, I suppose it will happen. I'm just saying – you know, the, the blanket message is 0% in the MLS, it says zero, right? Get yeah. your buyer to pay you. Yeah. I, I think, Privately, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long time for that inertia to die down enough where you get a tipping point where that kind of happens. I, I mean, I just... That, you might I, be right. Yeah, you may absolutely yeah. be right. Here's how I'm saying I don't think it takes that long, right? Because the industry is dominated at this point by very large, very strong agent teams. Right. So in any given market, you probably the top 10 percent of agents probably do 80 percent of the transactions. But but you got to remember, these teams don't operate in one side. You know, no, in order I know. for a marketplace to I, work is that I know. they they know that in another situation, they're going to they're gonna have a buyer. I know. Right. That's so, my point, Greg. My point is all these agents know each other. The top five, 10 percent in any given market, they all know each other. Right. How difficult is it for them to go, hey, listen, you're competent. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be buddies, right? Your people bring a buyer. I'm going to convince my seller to pay you. My people bring you a buyer. You're going to convince yourself to pay me. Anybody who's not in our elite network, you're on your own. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, you know, I'm a little bit more, I'm not I'm that just, cynical. Yeah, I'm just saying, that doesn't take that long because it isn't like you have to go convince 10,000 agents in your marketplace to do this because the elite agents are concentrated at the top, right? right? And they 
all know each other, man. They all know each other. And a lot you. of them like each other because they're like, hey, you're competent. You're, you're going to take care of your, your side. So you know what? We're cool. Some of them hate each other. So it might be like, whatever. Right? Like, we're never working together, you know, like you on your own. Like, it's just going to be a mess is what I'm getting at. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't know that we talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely what you call a second order consequence. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I think there's going to be even more things we didn't think about of what this actually means that we're going to be discussing. Sure. Uh, Listen, we're never going to have nothing shit not to talk about here. Let's actually talk about another second order consequence because this has come up. Let's just say, because I'm pretty sure that it's going to be in the settlement agreements for Remax and Realogy. That what they agreed to was we no longer require agents to be realtors. No, yeah, like we talked about last yeah. podcast, right? So what that means for associations and everybody, yeah. What do you think? No, I think you're right. I mean, I mean but you know, is inertia strong there as well? Where you know people just going to join realtor associations? I, I think in 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 the in the Thompson states, right? It's it's a more of a factor, as they called it, right? Thompson, right? Yeah, that's right. Thompson states and plus yeah. California. Right. And then on the other ones, less of one, because there still has to be some unraveling to be done. Right. So we'll, we'll, I think we look at California, we look at other ones and see if, if that's an actual play um, that happens. Right. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think in a way that could be the most more significant. Right. Because all like, you don't have to, thing. you don't have to join, you don't have to have all these fees if you join my brokerage. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing is that the, all of the law cases where the association has triumphed and they've won, so outside the Thompson states, that's true. Legally, in those states, you can require realtor membership in order to get the MLS. What I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is if you have the four largest companies, right? and let's face it, the way I look at it is, okay, if NAR, some of the other brokers, EXP, Redfin, you know, whatever, the Howard Hanna, the top. 50 brokerages in the country. They're all going to have to settle with these lawyers as well, right? <laughs> Under somebody's umbrella. And if they say, okay, we're going to settle with you, but the terms of settlement is we are no longer going to require our agents to be realtors. All of a sudden, man, you have a essentially the majority of your membership now belong to brokers who no longer require realtor membership. Yeah, yeah. I And... The other thing I think about, though, there that makes me think that it's not that big of a deal is that it's just so cheap. These associations and everybody else just, I mean, what is it, $1,300 a year in some places that, that you're a member of all three? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I would just pay that just because maybe one day I want to go to a show or maybe one. I mean, it's just not that material like so, I mean, is that going to be the really big linchpin? You know, hey, you can save $1,300 a year if you, I mean, maybe for newbie agents or whatever, but I mean, mostly, eh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll find out. Right? Yeah. We'll find out. Uh, based on what I'm reading off of social media, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Like not mo- successful agents, absolutely. Who gives a crap? Successful agents. I think the majority of agents are not that successful. I think for them, a hundred dollars no, a month true. is a big deal. I mean, they're driving for Uber. You know what I mean? Like, hundred dollars <laughs> a month for a realtor associate. I, I, to me, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, so 
So can I make a plug real quick before we wrap? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So um, every year I've been invited back actually to CMLS to do my industry update. Mm-hmm. I've got my joke book here. I've been writing some jokes, but um, <laughs> I will tell you, I get my best material from everybody else out there. A lot of times, half of it's written on site, but um, uh, if anybody's got anything, hey, Greg Robertson at gmail.com, throw it over my way. <laughs> I mean, there's so much there's so much fodder out there for this year. Um, uh, and I'm feeling a little bit of pressure because um, I don't work for anybody anymore. So a lot of people think the gloves are off from, from this. So we'll see what happens. But, um, I, I, yeah, it's, hey man, I don't I, think it's going to be any more or less. I'm expecting we'll great things. You know, I, I need to have, find somebody who will record your, uh, the update. Uh, somebody always does in the audience. So yeah, we'll, we'll get that know, out there. Not that you're independent and free. I'm expecting some, you know, some bombs, some real, some bombs. <laughs> We'll see Would what you happens, rap it though. this year? Have you <laughs> no, about I, that? You I only had the one rap performance. I think I just dropped the mic after that. So uh, that's true. You could sing it. You know, you are a great singer. You know, <laughs> right on, like a Richmond, yeah. North of Richmond style guitar. You know, and just <laughs> yeah, like a little ditty. I'll come up with a little ditty. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, that's like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so, I mean, it's coming up. God, yeah, really quick. Yeah. Well, enjoy that. Uh, I know Sonny will see you there, so yep. say hello. Um, other than that, uh, let's wrap up. I mean, I think that's – it's not much of gloating. But, yeah, I had to revise my opinion based on, on the new facts. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll revisit oh, this, I'm sure, when oh, we have man. the actual details. You know, I'm going to be titles. unbearable if this all goes the way I think it's going to go. It's just going to be uh... – a. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I love how you got it. I, you know, it sucks that I'm right all the time. No, it's not. You're a liar. You love no, me. I, right. Yeah, I, I wrote that in your comment. Like, I hate it when I'm right all the time. You're like, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> all right, man. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's going to come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't want to do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you got to learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.